Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to Big Mad True Crime, where we get big mad over true crime. I'm your host, Heather Ashley, and today you'll be hearing Missing Volume 4. Generally, we cover multiple people in our missing volumes, but this week we'll only be covering one. The disappearance of 16-year-old Kylie Rodney out of Truckee, California. Small talk sucks, so let's dive in. Sixteen-year-old Kylie Rodney disappeared only a week and a half ago after going to a senior farewell party at the Prosser Family Campground. It's known as the Sanctuary in the Tahoe National Forest. The campground is in Northern California, pretty close to the Nevada state line. It's actually so close that a lot of people cross over into Nevada and hang out in Reno pretty regularly. When it came to who Kylie was, she was brilliant. She was only 16 but had already graduated high school and she had done it with honors. She was scheduled to start college in the fall, but in the meantime, she was enjoying a summer with her family and friends. Her parents owned a rustic lodge in the middle of the forest and the lifestyle out there was pretty rugged. The kids were taught at an early age how to get around in snowmobiles, what to do in case of an avalanche, and by default, everyone was pretty outdoorsy and Kylie was no different. Since this case is happening right now and there is so much information coming out at one time, you're going to hear a lot of pieces of this case put together by several different news outlets. So, here we go. On August 5th of this year, 2022, Kylie woke up and saw her mom for a bit before heading out and hanging out with friends. Based on a report by Fox 40, she spent some time with her friend Kate being as wholesome as it gets and making creme brulee. Later in the day, MSN reports that she hung out with her friend Mags, and it looks like Mags' mom is also one of Kylie's mom's best friends. Kylie had actually made plans to go to a classic car show with her mom in Reno that night, But at some point, she changed her mind and decided to go to the senior party instead and even asked her mom to extend her 1130 curfew a little bit so she could hang out there longer. Kylie was obviously pretty smart and had been responsible for a 16-year-old in the past, so her mom extended the curfew and didn't think much of it. She had done it in the past and there was no reason for her to feel unsafe about it. Kylie and Mags hung out for the remainder of the day, and it looks like at least Kylie stopped by some kind of small convenience store or gift shop, and then Kylie drove the two of them to this party at the campground, or sanctuary. According to the Reno Gazette Journal, Kylie's 18-year-old friend Sammy said that she parked about 100 yards away from where the party was happening, and we'll get to Sammy in a minute.
Let's talk about this campground for a minute. We know it's in the Tahoe National Forest, and forest sounds like it's dense woods as far as the eye can see, and the word campground can go a lot of ways, but when it comes to this particular area of the forest, it isn't dense woods. Yes, there are trees around, but you have a pretty good view of everything around you, including dirt paths and roads and the reservoir right beside it. Some people refer to it as the lake, but nonetheless, it's a body of water that people can enjoy when they come out to the campground for actual camping. When it comes to actually camping there, it's pretty bare bones. There are cleared spots where you can park a camper or pop a tent, but that's about it. You get a picnic table, a couple of areas where you can dump your trash, and vault toilets, meaning there is no running water. You're using the bathroom and builder-grade porta-potties. You're warned that there may not be running water available and to plan accordingly. This is in no way a glamping situation, but it's not uncommon for people to come out to the area and live in their cars for a few weeks or for people to pop a camper and stay there for a semi-extended period of time. A woman on Instagram who had been staying at the campground posted that she saw a line of cars roll in at around 9.30 p.m. the night of the party. Her friend Sammy told The Independent that Kylie didn't get there until around 10 p.m., but that she herself had been there since 9, so maybe Sammy got there early. According to an interview Sammy did with the YouTuber All-American Dream Chaser, Sammy had met Kylie about a year prior through some mutual friends, and she said that in the months before the party, they'd gotten closer. Sammy told The Independent that when the two saw each other at the party, they yelled hi to one another and hung out for most of the night. The party was supposed to be contained to just the local teenagers in the area, but it got real big real fast. Through word of mouth and social media, the word got out to people in all kinds of surrounding counties, and by the time it was at its peak, there were 200 to 300 people there, and Mags was not thrilled about it. She told Fox 40 that within 10 minutes of being there, so around 10, 10 p.m., she had a group of five guys come up to her and try to get her to take as many bong rips as she could, using the word forcefully and adding the fact that they wanted her to do it without her boyfriend there. Mags eventually left with her boyfriend around 10.30 p.m., leaving Kylie without anyone she was responsible for taking home other than herself. Around the time Mags left, Kylie texted her ex-boyfriend, who had recently moved away. He told Fox 40 that they'd spoken earlier in the day and he'd vented to her about something he was going through, and she texted him at 10.30 p.m. telling him that she was sorry he was going through whatever that was. 30 minutes after texting her ex-boyfriend, Sammy told The Independent that she and Kylie went back to Kylie's car, the one 100 yards away from the party, to charge their phones. In this particular interview, it sounds like it was just her and Kylie in the car, but in the All-American Dream Chaser interview, she alludes to the fact that there might have been other people in the car with them. In the Independent interview, she says that they talked about arranging for Kylie to give her a ride home that night. In the YouTube video, she says that she wanted Kylie to give her a ride because she wanted to stay later. Reading between the lines, it looks like the ride Sammy had already arranged might have been wanting to leave earlier than she wanted to. It's in the car that Sammy told The Independent that she realized how inebriated Kylie was and that maybe she wasn't the best ride out of there. That being said, according to the Daily Mail, Kylie had told her mom that she was actually going to be the designated driver that night. Though Sammy told The Sun that Kylie only told her mom she was going to be the designated driver because, quote, 
That's how she was going to the party, giving an alibi so that her mom didn't freak out and say, I want you home earlier. She also told the son that Kylie was planning to text her mom saying she couldn't find her friend, which is why she'd be home late. But that's not what she wound up texting her mom. After their chat in the car, Kylie and Sammy got out and returned to the party and socialized with everyone there. It was getting bigger by the second, and there were definitely drugs and alcohol present. A guy whose 20-something-year-old cousins went to the party told the YouTube channel Ictmel that there were shrooms, cocaine, and drinking. It looks like a lot of people drank from the same cups, cans, and bottles and just shared the alcohol at the party. The guy said that his cousins did see Kylie that night, and though there's things they can't talk about, said that according to them, she did seem like she'd been drinking. There are photos and videos online, and it doesn't look like it was a packed rave or unruly rager or anything, but there definitely were a lot of people, and Sammy told All-American Dream Chaser that there was some fighting, but it wasn't the kind of fighting you might think. Apparently, teenagers bring boxing gloves to parties now and fight each other for clout. The fights after the clout fights are another story. At 11.30 p.m., an hour and a half after getting to the party, an hour after texting her ex-boyfriend, and 30 minutes after charging her phone in her car with Sammy, Kylie texted her mom. She didn't say that she couldn't find her friend. In fact, she didn't make any excuses at all. She just told her mom that she'd be leaving the party in 45 minutes at 12.15 a.m. According to Radar Online, her mom told her to wake her up when she got home like she always does, and Kylie responded, Okay, mama, I love you. And that was the last time she ever heard from her daughter. Kylie didn't leave the party at 12.15 a.m. Law enforcement says that around midnight, she told friends that she wanted to go home, and Sammy told The Independent that she said goodbye to Kylie at 12.25 a.m. Sammy was the one leaving, not Kylie. Sammy told Fox News that, At the point when I left, I thought she was going to stay there. Everybody was camping. It was late enough that she should have stayed. She's not the type to drive drunk or anything. Maybe she just assumed Kylie was going to be staying the night there, but Sammy also said that the two talked about Kylie taking her home, even though Sammy says she was inebriated at the time. And there are reports of Kylie saying that she wanted to go home 25 minutes earlier. Kylie's statements to her mom and other friends all indicated that she had every intent on going home that night. The blanket reporting states that Kylie was last seen at 12.30 a.m., but I'm not able to find any pinpointed source where that timestamp came from. Though Sammy did tell The Sun that the last recording sighting of her was at 12.40 a.m., the word recording makes it sound like it might be from a video that was recovered by someone at the party, but that's the only time I've seen 12.40 a.m. mentioned. No one ever saw her leave the party, and Sammy's goodbye seems to be the last known contact she had with anyone outside of a call she says Kylie made 11 minutes later. A very odd call. This is where Kylie's disappearance starts getting really weird. 
According to KOLO, police stated that Kylie's phone stopped transmitting at 12.33 a.m., though Sammy says that she got a call from Kylie at exactly 12.36 a.m., three minutes after that. Though Sammy says they just said goodbye 11 minutes earlier, this is what she told Fox 4 about the call. Quote, so at about 12.36 a.m. in the morning, I saw um a call from her, and so she called me. I was on my way home from the party, and I was, she was supposed to give me a ride home, but I had already told her I didn't need a ride home, and I answered it, and she said, hey, where are you? Like, do you still need a ride home? And I was like, no, I already told you this. Like, we're all good. Like, thank you so much. And she was like, yeah, of course. Love you. Like, good night. Like, I'll see you tomorrow. And I was like, Kay, love you. See you tomorrow. Be safe. And then after that, nobody has had any contact or sighting of her. So it's been complete radio silence. Her phone has been off. Her, like, location isn't on. And nobody seems to have reported even seeing her after 1230 a.m. So, end quote. That's a lot to take in, and a spokesperson for the sheriff's department told The Independent that they couldn't confirm whether or not Sammy was the last person to talk to Kylie. The question remains, how did Kylie's phone call Sammy three minutes after it stopped transmitting? But if a call was placed, it's pretty easy to corroborate. It would have shown the towers that both Kylie and Sammy were pinging off of. Kylie's mom went to bed that night fully expecting her daughter to wake her up when she got home, but at 8 a.m. when her mother woke up, she didn't have any memory of that happening. She told Radar Online that she figured she'd probably just slept through it or maybe Kylie had told her mom's husband that she had gotten home, but when she realized Kylie's car wasn't in the driveway and that she wasn't in her room, she started to panic. Kylie shared her location with her mom, so her mom went to her phone to try and see where she was and saw that the last time a location picked up on Kylie's phone was at midnight at that party. It wouldn't be wildly out of the question if Kylie had decided to spend the night there, but it would have gone against what she told her mom she was doing earlier in the night, and it didn't explain why her phone hadn't updated her location in eight hours. Her mom was worried, but knew that she was supposed to meet up with her friends at a local coffee shop in an hour to head out for a camping trip, so she went to the coffee shop to wait for Kylie to show up. The only problem was that Kylie never showed up. With that, her mom called 911 and officially reported her missing. Because Kylie is a minor, there was an overall expectation that an Amber Alert would be sent out, but there are qualifications for an Amber Alert that Kylie's situation didn't meet the criteria for. There wasn't clear evidence of an abduction, she had no proven mental or physical disability, and there was no evidence that she was in immediate danger of being harmed or dying. Just because there wasn't an Amber Alert, though, doesn't mean that the police didn't dive head first into the investigation to find her. They went down to the campground to see if she was still there, but she wasn't, and neither was her car. Helicopters, drones, search and rescue teams, dogs, ATVs, and everything else you could think of combed the entire area for any signs of her or her car, but they couldn't find either. On the off chance that she and her car somehow ended up in the reservoir, they even sent in boats, dive teams, and mini submarines into it, but there was no sign of her or her car in there either. None of it made any sense. 
As the extensive searches continued, police announced her disappearance on all of their social media accounts, sent out a press release, and they started to try and track down everyone who had been at that party, which was one hell of a task. Obviously, there was some illegal stuff going on, and the attendees were worried that they were going to get in trouble if they admitted to being there or admitted to what they were doing there. The police assured everyone that they weren't here to get anyone in trouble and essentially gave them a get-out-of-jail-free card. They said that their only focus was finding Kylie. KOLO reports that volunteers held a witness statement session where people who went to the party could come in and get a form to fill out a witness statement, and then they could leave. Sammy started holding teen-to-teen events where teens who were at the party could come and talk without any adults or law enforcement around. In a clip shown on All-American Dream Chaser, you can see her in front of a microphone telling a crowd of people at a search party that she's the person kids should be talking to, that she's in contact with the investigators and even the FBI who had since been called in. She spun around so that everyone could see what she looked like. She instructed parents to drop their kids off at the teen-to-teen events and then drive away as far as possible to where they can't see or hear their kids. Some teens came forward, but a lot of them didn't. Sammy seemed to take it upon herself to essentially take the reins as the self-appointed spokesperson for what went on that night and was in countless news reports giving endless quotes that gave some insight and some confusion into what happened that night. Surveillance footage of Kylie was eventually recovered from that convenience store or gift shop type place that she went to a little after 6 p.m. the night before she went missing. I say the night before because she technically went missing in the early morning hours the next day. In it, she's smiling and you can see that she's wearing a black spaghetti strap bodysuit, a pair of loose jeans, a black 90s looking studded-ish belt, and white shoes. However, her missing persons flyer says that when she went missing, she was wearing green Dickies pants and black Vans. Sammy reiterated that Kylie was wearing the green Dickies that night in that interview she did with All-American Dream Chaser when she told them about how they popped a squat in the woods together to use the bathroom. Her words, not mine. This would have to mean that at some point between when Kylie went to that store and when she got to the party, she changed her pants and shoes. Another thing that's been brought up about what she was wearing that night is two different sweatshirts. Police have released a photo of a white sweatshirt with pink writing on it that said Odd Future all over it, but they've also brought attention to a black Lena Del Rey sweatshirt that she allegedly borrowed at some point that night. That sweatshirt had writing on it that said, you don't want to be forgotten, you just want to disappear. And yes, we all just gasped. The thing about these sweatshirts is that no one seems to know why she would have needed two of them. And when the guy whose cousins attended the party talked to Iktmel on YouTube, he said that his cousins never saw her in a sweatshirt, just the bodysuit. A video of the party allegedly showed her wearing the white sweatshirt, but police don't seem to know if she ever wore the Lena Del Rey one that she borrowed, just that she did borrow it, and it's still missing along with her and her car. The consensus between a few different people is that Kylie was inebriated that night, so a lot of theories have come up. That maybe she drove off and got into an accident, maybe she drove into the lake on accident, maybe someone offered her a ride home and didn't take her home, or even worse, or that she just ran off. If she got into an accident, it's hard to believe that all of the search and rescue teams that had been flying above wouldn't have found her vehicle. 
If she had driven into the lake, it's hard to believe that the boats, dive teams, and submarines wouldn't have found her vehicle by now. It's certainly possible that someone offered her a ride home and then didn't take her home, but it begs the question, where is her car? Did they give her a ride not home, but drive her car and then somehow hide it where no one could find it? It's not like anyone else is missing from the party, but if it wasn't Kylie who drove off, who was it? And where is her car now? Is it in some kind of garage, in some kind of shelter far away? License plate readers have been utilized all over and not a single one has picked up on her car anywhere. No planes, no helicopters, no drones, nothing. And they've been flying above damn near every day. You can actually see their flight paths on the Flight Radar 24 app and it has been extensive. Locals have even commented on how incessant the noise has been, but they're grateful that they're trying so hard to find Kylie. Lastly, the idea that Kylie ran off is always a possibility because she's human and there's no evidence to prove that she didn't. It just doesn't seem like it would be in her character. She was having a good time as far as anyone else had seen. She had a ton of friends. Nothing seemed off. She was about to start college and there was nothing for her to run from as far as anyone else knows. Law enforcement has treated her investigation as a missing person and an abduction. But they've been clear that the only reason they've treated it as an abduction is because her vehicle is also missing. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m., and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com Since everything seems to come back to the party, let's take a look at what has been said. Sammy told The Sun, quote, Now we know there were a lot of college people, teens are coming out in our teen-to-teen talks. There were a lot of sketchy older guys that were seen there. This was right about when I left, when we had the last contact. Sammy told ABC6 that Kylie was having fun at the party just being a teenager. She said that she believes the party was safe and that everything Kylie drank out of, she drank out of. Sammy told Fox News that there were plenty of people they hadn't met there, but none of them seemed suspicious, gave them unwanted attention, or followed them around. She said she didn't notice anyone much older at the party, that there were some college students there, but that it wasn't not usual since it's a vacation spot. Kylie's friend's mom told The Sun that she heard there were some college boys that showed up around 1230, and it got kind of weird, so a lot of the younger teams left about that time. 
That would add up with what the woman who was staying at the campground posted on Instagram. She says that she saw another line of cars leaving at that time, 12.30 a.m. Since the party, the search for Kylie hasn't stopped. Though they've slowed down on the ground searching and are focusing more on the investigative side, the effort is still the same. According to News 2, they've gotten more than 1,100 tips and have spent more than 14,600 total man hours searching for her across several different law enforcement agencies, including federal ones. They have reiterated over and over that they need everyone who was at the party to please come forward and to turn over photos and videos that they took while they were there. They stress that they're not there to get anyone in trouble. They just want to find Kylie. KCRA reports that law enforcement got wind that there have been adults dissuading people from coming forward and that they warned that anyone who was caught doing that will be arrested. Both Kylie and her car are still missing. Kylie is 5 foot 7, 115 pounds with blonde hair and hazel eyes. She was last seen wearing a black spaghetti strap onesie, was likely wearing three gold necklaces that she never took off and has a belly ring, nose ring, several piercings on her ears and the number 17 tattooed on her ribs. She drives a silver 2013 Honda CRV with what was reported to be a bull sticker on the back underneath the rear windshield, but it looks like it's actually a ram. You can see a photo of the sticker on findkylie.com, which I will link in the show notes. Her mom mentioned that the vehicle does have some scratches on it and told My News 4 that it has a Dreamcatcher medallion hanging from the rearview mirror. The license plate is 8YUR127. Her phone is also missing, which is a black iPhone with a sex wax sticker on the back of it. Sex wax is a brand of wax used in boarding sports for grip. When it comes to her keys, Sammy told Juliana Demarest from Moonshine Inc. that she had a Zoomies reusable straw holder on it. It looks like a black cylinder with Zoomies written on it. The Sun reports that her laptop is also missing, which her mother believes may have been in her vehicle when she went missing. If you were at the party that night, know someone who was or have any information about the disappearance of 16-year-old Kylie Rodney, please contact the Placer County Sheriff's Office at 530-886-5375. You can submit a tip anonymously at 530-581-6320, option 7, or you can email a tip to sheriff underscore tahoeinvesttips at placer.ca.gov. There is a $75,000 reward for information that leads to her being found. Ryan Upchurch also posted a video on TikTok yesterday saying, and I quote, Whoever gives information that leads directly to Kylie Rodney and ends all this shit and lets everybody know what the fuck happened, I will give you my $100,000 Hellcat. I will sign the title and give it to you. For all photos pertaining to Kylie's case, check out her highlight at the top of my Instagram profile at the Heather Ashley or join the Big Mad True Crime group on Facebook. The contact information for tips will be included in both places and in the show notes to this episode. To listen ad-free and get access to bonus episodes, subscribe to Big Mad True Crime on Apple Podcasts or check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash bigmadtruecrime, where for just one whole dollar a month, your episodes are totally ad-free. I'll be bringing you a brand new case on Monday, but until then, we out. (laughs) 